The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast's TaylorMade Stealth 2 Driver Giveaway. Head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash driver to enter before the big drawing on April 8th. And we're also brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake, our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week and get all the player breakdowns and statistical statistical data you need to dominate. And welcome into the Fantasy Hockey Podcast, presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me, as always, is my brother and co-host, Nick Olzak. How are we doing, sir? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you. I would say there could be happier Tuesdays as I did just get bounced last week from the fantasy hockey playoffs by one of the better teams in the league. But you, on the other hand, got the upset over the number one seed. So Justin's in the championship. I'm playing for third place. Still fancy hockey's going. Got a lot to cover outside of that. Hit up a couple Hawks games last week. Went out and nice. saw him play up against uh, the Devils on Saturday night. Um, got pretty good seats from uh, our hockey team. We were sitting seventh row. One of the professors donated about 15 tickets to our team. So oh, it was cool. pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool to go. And when I showed up to the game, I thought we were going to be sitting, you know, up in the 300 standing room. And it was right. like, no, we're sitting 102 row eight. And I was That's like, awesome. all right. Yeah, unfortunately, they lost the Devils. And then I was also at the game on Thursday night where they played St. Louis, which okay. thought they could pull that one out, but uh, fortunately took. I think it was a five to three loss. So Hawks, right. so they're in tank mode right now and uh, got to embrace it, I guess. They're sitting lonely right now at the bottom of the league. I know, I think Columbus and San Jose kind of pulled ahead of them. So hopefully we win that race here soon. Yeah, we're getting after it. We're starting to really commit to losing some games and uh, you know, mm-hmm. I've been pretty happy about that. There's been a few games where I've been just like, man, watch them win this game. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, like, I think they lost to Vancouver a week or so back, and I was and I had picked them to win that game, and I, I was pleasantly delighted that they that they lost. So that was uh, that was delightful. <laughs> I also had New Jersey in that game that you had gone to, and mm-hmm. I think the Hawks may have they may have either scored first or they were just they were just in the game for longer than they should have been. That's that's really right. what it was. In the third period, mm-hmm. everything kind of broke open because I was watching that game. That's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that you went, but yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome, man. Yeah, I'm in the uh, I am in the fantasy finals. I I have made it. The mountaintop here I am, and you know I want to stay here for a little bit longer, you know, for the rest of the mm-hmm. off season. So hopefully my opponent uh, doesn't send me uh, falling down the slopes here. Right now I have a, a good, you know, healthy lead after a day, you know, a nice little mm-hmm. twenty point plus lead there to start the week, and I'm feeling pretty good about that. Uh, I've been certainly scouring the waivers, as so should all of you for fantasy hockey finals, no matter what. Don't be afraid to, you know, drop some players to get some extra starts because every point is going to matter unless you're in a category league and then, you know, do what Mm. you got to do, do what you got to do. But yeah, if you're playing daily waivers like Nick and I, and you're just constantly in this player market for fantasy hockey, you know, we have to keep an active pulse. So uh, before we get into it, we're going to hit a quick word from our sponsor underdog, and we're going to dive right into championship waiver wire discussion. The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. 
Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. I've done like 35. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, let's dive into it here. We're talking fantasy hockey waiver wire. No surprise there from me and Nick. First up, we have a hot tender, hot tendy, uh, Alex Lyon of the Florida Panthers. Sergei Bobrovsky's been missing some time with an illness. Alex Lyon today on April 4th will get his fourth straight start, and he is going for four straight wins, Nick. He's won three games in a row. He's only allowed four goals in the last three games as he's coming off a 7-0 shutout victory over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, these last two wins, you got a win over Columbus, Montreal, albeit they're on the road, not really impressive wins, we'll say, right? The competition level is not as high, but Mm -hmm. he did get a win up against Toronto on the road, a much tougher uh, level of competition, only allowed two goals, had 21 fantasy points in those games, has 50 fantasy points through his last three starts. Where are you at with this situation between Alex Lyon and Bavrovsky? Are they going to give Lyon a breather here? Is it worth investing in him? For this stretch of games, I mean, he's this will be his fourth straight start today. Is it kind of fool's gold chasing after him for, you know, getting him to start two out of the next four, three out of the next four? Well, I think if he's got the hot hand, I think the Florida Panthers are going to start him for sure. They're one of those teams that's right on the bubble right now of being a playoff team and missing the playoffs. It's really tight there between the Penguins, the Sabres, and the Panthers. All those teams are going at it. So if the Panthers got a hot tender, I think they're going to run with him. And tonight's matchup is a really big one for the Panthers, too, playing a Sabres team that's really kind of creeping up behind them in the standings. I know the Sabres have had a couple big wins. They got one over the Rangers. But mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you take a look at this uh, Buffalo team as well. The you know Panthers blow this one. They're right behind them in the playoff spot. I think there will only be uh, three or four points out of a playoff spot there. So a really meaningful matchup for the Sabres and the Panthers tonight. The Saber, or sorry, the Panthers get a win. They really kind of gain some ground over uh, these other teams. But uh, yeah, I'm looking for this matchup, and I like Alex Lyon for sure. I like these next starts if he does get them. Washington on the road, not been the best team, and then Ottawa coming up. If he mm-hmm. starts one of those matchups, I really like that. But I know Bobrovsky, he's coming back here soon. He's making his way back in the lineup, so I think they're going to tr- give Lyon a little bit of a rest as the playoffs come near and they want to get that lineup set up with Bobrovsky starting the net. So I definitely like Lyon for sure when he is starting, but I don't think his starts are going to last too long as you do have Bobrovsky knocking on the doorstep of uh, returning to the lineup. Yeah. Bobrovsky is just out with an illness. Um, I know he's missed three straight starts here. However, you know, before he did go down, he was a, he wasn't playing very well. He had allowed like four, four and five goals, I think through his last three starts. So Lyon definitely looking like the preferred starter here. I'm not really attacking him on the waivers unless I'm just getting him in a good opportunity. I do not mind starting him up against Buffalo. Obviously, you know, we're talking about it same day, but Ottawa and Washington, I'm okay with those starts. I don't like starting him again up against Toronto, even at home or Carolina at home on the 13th of April. Uh, that's kind of the, the backstop for me. So, yeah, these next two starts after today, April 4th, I would be okay with. I don't know if he's going to get both of them. That would put him to six starts in a row, and I'm, I'm just not sure that that's going to be the case for, like, any goalie in the league right now. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I really can't bank on him getting each one of those. So I think you might be able to get one spot start out of him, and he's a name, again, that you'd be looking at in that in that scenario, right? Like, he checks all the boxes. 
He's on a hot streak. He's playing well. The team is scoring. You know, there's a lot going in his direction if he is in the net. So definitely a name to look out for. Uh, another name to look out for here was Mr. Morgan Frost of the Philadelphia Flyers. He, I didn't realize this. He's a line one center between Konechny and Owen Tippett. Uh, he's only 13% rostered. It seems like all these dumpster fire teams have a lot of uh, high exposure to the top and uh, top and second lines on on waiver wire uh, availability right now. What's your thoughts on Morgan Frost? Yeah, I liked him. I plugged him in a couple games last week, getting some uh, looks out of him. But I think a line one center on any team, especially the Flyers, they're like coming into this end of the season. They haven't been that good, but they haven't been that bad. They've gone on a little bit of a streak where they've won some games and then where they lost some games. So they're kind of sitting around a 500 team. They're not tanking every game like our Chicago Blackhawks, but they are being reasonable with these games and with these scores too. And in these games, Frost has been contributing really well. You mentioned first line center with uh, Tippett and Konechny. I do like that line. I know Owen Tippett has been doing really well down the stretch as well. He's gotten a lot of uh, production and mm -hmm. yeah, centering the first power play as well with Konechny and Tippett. Um, Going to see a lot of looks out of him coming up. And I think, uh, yeah, 13% roster, definitely someone worth adding. I like some of these games here. I like St. Louis um, coming up tonight as of April 4th. I, Dallas mm -hmm. on the road will be tough, but then I like the Islanders. I like that matchup for them. And then I know April 9th. They've got um, Boston, and then you go to April 11th, you get Columbus. So some good matchups in there, but a lot of matchups coming up. As we said on April 4th right now, up until next week, you've got one, two, three, four, five games in the next seven days. So a mm -hmm. lot to like for Morgan Frost to get those starts in for you. I know a lot of leagues run later than uh, our league in terms of uh, when you guys end. So definitely someone to look at as you uh, get in the later part of the season here. Not a lot of games left, but uh, for Frost, a lot of them in the, the next week here. Yeah, absolutely. And he's just been buzzing. Six goals, six assists in his last 10 games, a plus five in that stretch as well. He has four goals in his last four games, 50 plus fantasy points across his last five starts. I feel really good about him at the top of their lineup. And, and again, at 13% roster, definitely going to be available in your league. Someone to jump on, you know, if you're in the finals here and struggling. Uh, down early, need more points, whatever it is, more starting exposure. Let's get after it. Uh, next up, a uh, familiar callback to the show, Mr. Ivan Barbashev, <clears throat> listed on the top line with Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marsha show for the Vegas Golden Knights. Just one goal and four assists through his last six games <clears throat> in a deeper format. You know, he's only 35% rostered. You know, I, I think you definitely need to have him in your lineup, but maybe some more shallow leagues, Nick. Is he someone that you're looking to add to your roster? Yeah, he's kind of a tough one because while he. He has that center left wing designation, which is big. He's on the first line with Eichel and Marcia. So on the first power play with Waugh and uh, Marcia. So he's got a lot to offer, but the production has been a little bit sporadic for me, I think. I think um, he can, once he picks it up a little bit more, has a couple more good games, I think he's going to be someone you look at long term. But I think in a deeper league, he's definitely a must go to. But in terms of a shallower league, where your waiver wire is uh, a lot deeper, I think there'll be better options. But yeah, in a deeper league, definitely someone you go towards. And I like the schedule too. You got Nashville tonight, LA, Dallas, Seattle, and then Seattle again. So a lot of uh, likable matchups there as uh, the Golden Knights wrap up their season um, entering the postseason. Just 31 fantasy points in his last five games. Obviously, you probably prioritize Morgan Frost over Barbashev, but if Barbashev is available and he's one of the top names on the on the waivers, I think that he's definitely someone to look at. 
you know, just getting that, you know, point per game type of feeling, you know, the, these last mm-hmm. handful of games. So I like that. He's getting good ice time. I already mentioned he's playing on that top line. Um, so I, I like the opportunity there in Vegas. You know, they've been kind of a sneaky team recently. I think they've only lost like three out of their last 10. So uh, they've, they've been having some success. I like it. Uh, next up, always a familiar callback, our guy, Mr. Andrew Mangiapani. What are your thoughts on him right now? He's got points in three straight games. Again, not really blowing the lights out here statistically, you know, through like his last eight or his last 10, but he's on that top line with Toffoli and Lindholm. He's on a little run here. What do we think? Yeah, right now I've actually got him in my fancy lineup tonight. While I am still playing, I'm playing, still alive, playing for third place. Still got to get the guys in, still got to get those for pride. <clears throat> for pride, exactly. And your, and, uh, and your um, Yahoo rating. Exactly. I can't have my Yahoo rating. I got to keep that platinum status. And hopefully, uh, Mangi- Mangiapani can help contribute a little bit to that tonight. I like the matchup for, sh- for sure up against uh, Chicago. I actually have him and Kadri tonight in that match. I picked okay. up Kadri. He's kind of a guy who's been sneaking on and off our waiver wire, hoping they can get some stuff done against uh, the Blackhawks. But I like the schedule for him. I like uh, Chicago. Winnipeg will be a harder matchup, but I don't hate it. Vancouver, mm-hmm. you've got. Nashville, San Jose, a lot of uh, meaningful games here yeah. for Mangiapane and the Calgary Flames as they try to maybe make one last-ditch effort to sneak into the, uh, a wild-card spot because uh, that wild-card in the Western Conference right now is really tight. You've got mm-hmm. a lot of teams that are fighting for that. I know for the right now, it's between them and Winnipeg. Winnipeg, a team that's really fight. They're fighting it out right now, trying to uh, stay alive um, in that wild-card as you got other teams like um, – Calgary coming in behind them, but I like Mangiapane. I like his uh, placement on the first line with Lynn Holman to Foley, and I like um, him on the first power play unit as well with Lynn Holman backland. And um, it only was a 33% roster. I think he can bring uh, some value to a roster for sure. No, I, I, I like him. I mean, again, he's not booming with production here, but <clears throat> if, again, the options are thin and you're looking for somebody who's trending a little bit, Mangiapane's that guy, only 33% rostered, so he's going to have a lot of league availability. 16 goals, 22 assists on the season, and he's a plus eight. Uh, he has, you know, like I said, a point, just a point in each of his last three games. That includes two goals and one assist. Uh, next up here, not a top six forward, but Alex Kalorn playing pretty well as of late. Five goals, five assists, plus three through his last 12 games. Old man showing that he's still got it. Uh, I feel pretty comfortable with this. He actually has points in, was it four straight games as well? So he, he's been pretty active on the puck here. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I really like that third line he's on with Sorelli and Maroon. Maroon. Brings that bigger body, that veteran presence. Sorelli, a little bit of a younger kid who brings a little bit more speed. And then you've got a bigger guy like Kalorn who kind of fits in well with that line. And he's been showing that in his uh, recent production here, like you mentioned. Schedule coming up is a little bit uh, tricky as you got the Rangers, Islanders, and Senators all on the road. But this Tampa team, they look interesting right now. I don't know what to think at the moment with them. Uh, this lineup for them, uh, the third line with uh, Kalorn, I like, but the rest of this team, I'm, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to make it to the finals again. I wanted to get uh, your opinion on that. Just looking at their lines right now, if they can uh, get one more stab at it, you know, maybe get uh, Corey Perry that cup. Aren't they? Aren't they fit to play uh, Toronto in the first round? Toronto in the first round, yeah. But I, I don't know. Looking at this team, like the second line, you've got. Brandon Hagel, Nick Paul, and Ross Colton. I don't know if that's uh, 
Stanley Cup winning second line. I mean, they'll figure it out. I mean, they can divide the talent up for the playoffs. I mean, I can mm-hmm. let me I can pull up their lines here really quick. I don't know who's actually like out or anything like that, but you know, as far as I'm aware, they still have the roster depth to move mm-hmm. some pieces around. Like, yeah, okay. So their top line, they have Stomkos, Braden Point, and Kucherov. Yeah, mm-hmm. you you have to break those guys up. Um, honestly, their third line, it looks and feels like their second line, to be perfectly right. honest. Like the way the way that they play. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Brandon Hagel with Nick Paul and Ross Colton, like that you're that's just not gonna offer inspiring offensive play. Um, I dude, I love the fourth line. You're you can't mm-hmm. tell me that's not a fourth line playoff team in Tanner Janot, uh Bellamere and Corey Perry. Like pff, fill them in. That might be their second line mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The way that playoff hockey goes, the fourth line gets just so much action and so mm-hmm. much time, you know, trying to stop the the top line scores, that may be the case. And you may see a, a, an aversion of Nick Paul and Ross Colton playing less than those guys. Right. And then, yeah, looking at the defense too, it's really interesting. You got Hedman and uh, Nicholas Perbix with Sergachev and Darren Radish, and then mm-hmm. Ian Cole and Eric Chernak. That might change up a little bit, but their defenseman a, a little bit weaker than uh, last season's run. So I'll be curious to see how uh, they do. They still have Vasilevsky, who's supposed mm-hmm. to be the be- one of the best goalies in the league. So, you know, you mm-hmm. get hot Vasilevsky in there maybe, you know, who knows what can happen. But, mm-hmm. no, I mean, you're, if you're playing Toronto in the first round, yeah, you can go to the finals. Anything can happen. <laughs> so mm-hmm. can, right. Mm-hmm. It's just Toronto. Yeah. They'll fi- they can figure out a way to lose. But, mm-hmm. but uh, no, some of, their, some of their defensemen, you know, they have some real clappers, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they, they, they got Darren Radish. I didn't know that. It's interesting. Victor mm-hmm. Hedman certainly got a, a mean clapper. Mikhail mm-hmm. uh, Sergachev has a mean clapper. I bet they have a pretty decent swing on the fairway as well. Mm-hmm. I think we're doing a, a giveaway. You want to hit on that? Yeah, I'll hit on that right now because, uh, you know, we got to pay them bills as well. We are brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast and their tailor-made driver contest. The contest is completely free to enter, and you have a chance to win an awesome tailor-made driver. This drawing will take place on Sunday, April 8th. So make sure you go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash driver. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash driver. All right. And we're back talking fantasy hockey waiver wire. Next guy up, personal favorite of mine, Mr. Riley Smith of the Vegas Golden Knights. 39% rostered, a little bit higher on the ownership rate than we're used to on the show here, but uh, Buddy's back from a, mis- um, a recent stint of missed time, excuse me, but he has points in five of his last six starts. The points are there. The playing time is there. He's playing on line two with, uh, hmm, I don't know why it's not coming to me. I know Eichel and Marsha mm-hmm. show are on the top line. Who's who's on that third line? Or I'm sorry, the second line. It's uh, William Carlson That's and uh, yeah. Pavel Dorofeyev. Yeah. Oh, that's why. Yeah, I couldn't pronounce that. Is, uh-huh. Did you say it right? Is that the right way to say it? I think so. I'm I'm just like sounding it out in my head. Doro, he got an, uh, yeah. He got an assist on his goal last night, I believe. Dora mm-hmm. five, however you say it. Yeah, I was looking at that earlier. I was like, oh yeah, I got to look up how to say that on NHL mm-hmm. reference, and then I never did, and I forgot. So thank you for mm-hmm. reminding me. I mean, they look really good. I mean, again, Riley Smith playing a lot of minutes. He had 18 minutes last night in his first game back in April 3rd. Uh, games prior to that, he only played 11 minutes on March 23rd against Calgary. I'm, I'm suspecting that was because he was uh, leaving injured. Uh, games prior to that, b- prior to the injury, he had points in uh, four straight again. So I feel really good about Riley, Riley Smith. He's clicking right now. A big part of that second line. Uh, I think he's going to be a, a nice find here for your fantasy playoff championship. 
Yeah, I think so too. You got him plugged in over there on the Panini squad. And yeah, sure. uh, he's, yeah, before he went out, he had some pretty good numbers, and it looks like he's picking that right back up um, right now. And so I definitely like that. You mentioned he's a little bit higher ownership rate, but I think mm -hmm. he will be still available in some leagues. Second power play unit with uh, Pavel and William Carlson. So I like him a lot there. 39% rostered, left right wing designation. I think a lot to love with your boy Riley Smith as uh, you add him in the lineup. Hopefully he uh, pays dividends to you as uh, you beat this team that knocked me out of the playoffs because I I can't stand that guy. He's been in the finals the last like three or four years now, and uh, hopefully someone can uh, take him down a couple notches. Sounds like you're talking about me. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the guy who's in the finals right now that you're playing. The guy with Olmark and Shesterkin. Like, that's kind of hard to beat. But no, nobody's, one of, nobody's pal. One of the things that he mentioned to me that he's like, I'm scared of, you know, Justin's team. He's got As he should Edmund, be. Edmonton on back to back nights because I know how you got that little setup there with Dreisaitl and Hyman, and those two oh, yeah. can go off any time. And uh, stacks on stacks on stacks. I got the Hyman and Dreisaitl, and then I've got the Rupe and Robertson, baby. Mm -hmm. Surprised you don't have uh, Vander Kane in there. He kind of fell off a cliff. He was your I, guy before he got hurt. He was, dude, he was playing so good before that injury. He was playing was so well. You had like the whole Oilers second line at the time, and they were just buzzing. Uh, and they were flying around. They were flying around having fun. I was loving it. I was loving they it. Were, yeah, they were running them up left and right. Speaking of flying around and having fun, how about Thomas Novak and Cody Glass? Talk me through these two because you've picked up both of these guys, and I'm just not sold on it. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Predators are a good situation to attack right now, and I dug into the numbers a little bit here. With Matt Duchesne out of the lineup, Cody Glass – and Thomas Novak have the most ice time of any forwards in the last month. Again, that's outside of Matthew Shane, who's been hurt, I want to say, about six or seven games or so. So he still averages more ice time than them. But again, he's out of the lineup. And their scoring is just kind of sporadic, but they're playing a lot. You know, they're in these, you know, what I would consider good game flows. Like, they're going to be down. They're Like, their lineup looks so, so bad. I just feel like they should be able to get, you know, some scoring and, and it's probably going to come from those two, but it still feels risky. What what, what are your thoughts here? Back, back up these, uh, these ads here. Yeah. For me, they just kind of plug and play options. Personally, I don't like they could hit. I think, uh, you know, Novak hit on uh, against St. Louis on the first and a six mm -hmm. to one win. And that screwed me over because I had a St. Louis stack. My St. Louis guys were buzzing. We had cap in it. We had Braden Shen. We had Sammy Blay. They were all buzzing before that, after I saw him, you know, yep. take one to Chicago and then plug him in the lineup. And, of course, you get Kapanen in there, throws up a negative five. And <laughs> you missed the window, bud. You missed the window. <laughs> I did miss the window indeed. I completely I hit the brick wall in front of the window. It was right <laughs> next to the window. I didn't even make it to the window. It was It was not good. So I was like, man. Might as well plug in these Preds guys. Got them in tonight. I like this matchup against uh, the Golden Knights. I think it'll mm -hmm. be uh, a good contest. The Preds on home ice. You can never count them out when they're playing at uh, the Bridgestone Arena. And so for me, they're just kind of plug and play guys. Probably going to drop them after tomorrow. See what happens. But nothing, no, not really too much reason behind it. But I got to wonder, though, looking at this Preds team, where do you begin in the offseason? You got, I mean, you got all these injuries, and you think, you know, maybe when these guys come back, they'll be a better team. But I think it's going to be time for them to take a step back, you know, maybe start rebuilding a little bit. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly hurting from Roman Yossi being out, mm -hmm. and there's talk that he could be back tonight, uh, but they refuse to put him on the IR, and it's absolutely killing me. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. I made it to the finals, but I'm doing it right now down a roster spot, and you don't get extra points for doing it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm, I'm just missing out on that. Um, you know, I, I do think that they should uh, flip Philippe in the offseason. See what I did there? Mm -hmm. Flip uh, Mr. Philippe Forsberg. I think that they could get a good haul for him. I think mm -hmm. Matthew Shane could also be a big difference maker as a veteran on another team. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe a, a younger squad looking to get a little bit, you know, more um, veteran leadership. And yeah, I mean, for like, I got to imagine like Roman Yossi could be on the block as well. But I mean, you have to get a huge haul for him. You, I oh, mean, yeah. Where, where he's at right now with his game, like, you know, you, you kind of think like, hey, maybe we can build around this guy for, you know, maybe one more shot through the end of mm -hmm. his career. But I think it may it to me, it feels too late to get another rebuild going here for them. Um, they had a nice window there, you know, probably, you know, not prior to this year, but the prior like four or five years, you know, they were looking you know, really good. They were looking solid. Mm -hmm. So maybe they can get a, a, another short term uh, rebuild around. But I, I got to imagine mm -hmm. some of these big names are out of here. Yeah, I think. uh one of the things I recommended, I was talking to uh, a guy I know who is a Preds fan, and I said, move Ryan Johansson to the desert in Arizona. They got all that cap space. They're going to have, you know, another mm -hmm. really good player coming in and up the middle. You throw, you know, Johansson in there with, like, a Barrett Hayton, and then yeah. let's say you even get, like, a Adam But Fantelli. no one wants to go play there. No one wants, yeah, to, no go one wants to go play there. But I was like, the cap situation works because – they're kind of tied down with Duchesne and Johansson as they're both making $8 million right now. So it's really mm -hmm. hard to even uh, find a destination where you can send them without retaining any cap. I also know uh, I've heard uh, UC Soros possibly could be on the chopping block. Not right now, but within the next really couple trying of years. To tank then. You're really trying to tank then if that's the case. Like, well, that's I say what that you got. Mm -hmm. Well, I say that because you've got Askarov, who's one of the top goalie prospects in the AHL. Who's down there and he it's, could it's not Kevin Lankinen. <laughs> no. Did you see I don't know if you saw the video, but there was a video of Askarov after he won in a shootout. He started he laid on his stomach and he started bench pressing the net. And oh yeah, yeah. All, I've I've seen that. I've seen that. Um, yeah, he's that Twitter, guy. Twitter would call that uh, a classless piece of shit. <laughs> Idiots. He's yeah, fucking, he's, he's soft, he's getting all mad because some girl chirped another girl about basketball. It's so hilarious. And uh no, and all of his teammates are around sit like standing around and they're like, What's this guy doing? And he just keeps bench pressing the net after uh, a shootout win. Like I've never seen some a goalie oh, do hilarious. something like that. But I love that's it. the future of the Preds. <laughs> he's got potential. He could make the come up, you know, maybe start doing that in the show a little bit. No, I, I really hope he doesn't do that in this show. But hey, uh, the mm -hmm. NHL needs some more entertainment. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. anything to sell the league, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, it's hard All to right. watch this league sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it is, uh, especially mm -hmm. in the corners when heads uh, are getting cut off from ad banners. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> the corners are tough. You're literally uh -huh. getting your head taken off. Mm -hmm. All right, next up, always a fun, familiar callback to the show: Seattle Kraken players. All right, let's play. Name that Kraken. Well, just pick pick a Kraken. Maddie Beniers, Daniel Sprong, Oliver Bjorkstrand. They're all available on your waiver wire. Maddie Beniers, honestly, he's at he's the highest rostered player. He may not be he's clicking at the lowest rate of these three players, Maddie Beniers, but he's the highest owned player at 36%. Daniel Sprong at four, Oliver Bjorkstrand at 10. And I think Sprong is probably the the guy that's clicking at the highest rate. 
across the last 30 days for the Kraken. I want to say Bjorkstrand behind him and then Maddie Beniers. You know, they had a huge win last night, 8-1, to one, and Beniers only gets an assist. Sprong gets two assists, and Bjorkstrand only gets a goal. So, like, no one absolutely went off in that game. But I'm interested to hear your thoughts between these three. I prefer those those first two that I mentioned in Bjorkstrand and Sprong personally. But Mandy, Mandy Benier still getting that love from the fantasy hockey community. I was pissed off last night. I plugged in Jaden Schwartz. And how do you only get two fantasy points in an 8-1 to one win playing on the <laughs> second line? <laughs> That's good night, Jim Kite right there. That was rough. But uh, if I had to pick a grouping out of these guys, I do like Bjorkstrand and Sprong right now. Um, I think Beniers, like you mentioned, his production is not hitting as high of a rate. I think he's a little bit overhyped. You know, like you mentioned, his ownership rate's a lot higher. These other guys are kind of going to be sneakier plays. Sprong, only 4% rostered. And uh, Bjorkstrand, only 10% rostered. I really like the rate that uh, Bjorkstrand's been clicking at. And they're third and fourth liners right now. Um, Bjorkstrand's slotted in on the third line with Yanni Gorda and uh, Ely Tolvanen. I really like that line. And uh, then on the fourth line, you've got uh, Daniel Sprong with Ryan Donato and the weird-looking guy in uh, Brandon Tanev. So a lot to like there with those lines. I like those combinations. Bjorkstrand is on the first power play right now, uh, playing with Wenberg and Tolvanen. Sprong on the second power play with uh, Beniers and Schwartz. And so I think there's a lot to like with both these guys. Like you mentioned, they are sneakier plays. But I think uh, they they could be valuable plays. Um, nothing like long term, but more of just kind of a plug and play kind of guy. But yeah, I think that uh, Beniers a little bit overhyped in this conversation. But this Kraken team just really weird. Like they don't have that one guy like other teams have. Like they just get a lot of scoring throughout their whole lineup, and I think that mm-hmm. could make them dangerous in the playoffs just as long as their uh, goaltending can hold up. Yeah, I got a win out of a uh, Grubauer yesterday. I was pretty happy about that. Looking at some early action here, Carolina up over Ottawa, Detroit up over Montreal. <sighs> Dougie Hamilton buried a goal on against me here in the finals. New Jersey up one nothing. Damn it! You know Doug. how painful it was last week playing the, that same guy who had Timo Meyer and Dougie Hamilton against the Blackhawks, watching Hamilton just well, rip one home. If it, if it happens to Baylock. me, I'm a Devils fan, so I'll live with it. <laughs> I'll mm-hmm. just get over. I'll just get over it. I'll just. Mm-hmm. But it would happen like around. right in front. Timo Meyer scored right in front of me too on a wraparound. I'm like, you know, not. I'm like 20 feet away from him. I'm like, oh my I god. Love I love and then I, I was like, God damn it. And then I remember, like that. You know, he's on that guy's fantasy team. But those mm-hmm. two guys, they uh, they kind of ruined my night a little bit. Sabers looking to ruin our night already. They are up one nothing over the Panthers. Alex Lyon. He's he's allowed a, a goal so far. It's not mm-hmm. looking good, but it's okay because my opponent picked him up. Dummy, <laughs> <laughs> love kidding. to see it. I like I like Alex Lyon. All right, next up, uh, JT Confer. Not sexy, not exciting whatsoever. But he refuses to get off the ice. The guy's playing twenty plus minutes every game. I know we talk about him all the time. He has points in back to back games. Forty one percent rostered. I see him available in a lot of leagues. What what are your what are your thoughts here? What, risk it to biscuit or what? Yeah, I'd say risk it. I think just give him one or two games here or there, see how he does. He's on the first power play right now with Nichushkin and Rantanen, and he's on the second line with Newhook and Nichushkin. And, uh, you know, not on our sheet or anything, but Evan Rodriguez, our boy, on that first line with McKinnon and Rantanen might be something to uh, take note of there. But, yeah, with uh, Comfort right now, not a sexy play. He's on the ice a lot. I think he's uh, worth the risk right now. 16 goals, 34 assists on the year for 50 points. 
not bad for the kid. Um, and no one really, I don't didn't really expect him to be in this second line role this year. I know they've dealt with a lot of injuries, especially with Gabriel Landeskog. I know they did a lot of moving around in the lineup. I know at one point last year they had Miko Rantanen playing center, but uh, you can't really do that in the situation you're in now. You got to be able to stack that top line. And I don't even know if he's going to uh, be back for playoffs either. It's uh, really up in the air with Landeskog. Same thing with Arturi Lekkinen, who's out on their mm -hmm. offense. So with these guys out, uh, Comfort's getting the chance. And so, yeah, I think it's kind of a coin flip with him. But uh, personally, I'm, uh, I'd am i give him a chance. I mean, like I said, the opportunity is there. He's on the ice a lot. He plays a lot. He gets shots on net as well. A lot of things to like. It's just that the production isn't or hasn't been sexy, you know, these last handful of games. Just two assists through his last two games. Uh, I'd like to see it, but again, like I think to really, you know, matter and make a difference on a roster, he's got to bury one the night mm -hmm. the night that you pick him up. Like whenever you start him, he's got to score a goal that night. And I'm just more hesitant to grab him. Like I like a lot of the other names that we've listed here. All right, next up, William Carlson, the uh, the mystery center. I couldn't uh, name a, a few uh, players ago. Riding that second line with uh, Dora Fayev, however the hell you say that guy's name, and Riley Smith. Uh, Buddy put up two assists on me last night. So, hey, you know, I got I got to pay respect where respect is due. 26% uh, rostered. I think the guy that owned him may have already dropped him again. I'm not sure. But, you know, he, he's been looking pretty good. He did have a goal on March 28th up against Edmonton in a 4-7 loss. The production is kind of sporadic outside of that. I mean, he's he's. You know, as far as fantasy points go, like, you know, his last seven games, there's only been one game where he's had less than five fantasy points. So I think he does enough all around uh, to be relevant on your roster for sure. Yeah, I don't love it. I don't hate it. But the consistency is there. I think you're guaranteed, you know, four to five fantasy points, if not better on most nights with this guy in your lineup. I and mean, if that's what you're looking for, just trying to get those extra points, I mm -hmm. think he's a good option, especially in deeper leagues. But I think in a shallow, shallower league, there's uh, some better options here with the uh, Golden Knights. Um, you mentioned he's on the second line right now. He's also on the second power play with Smith and Pavel. But um, I'll be curious to see what this Golden Knights team does down the stretch here as you get into the playoffs in the offseason because their goaltending is such a hot mess right now. You've got, mm -hmm. you've got so many goalies right now. I know Jonathan Quick's got the net tonight. I'm plugging him in on my team. But you've got Quick, Brassois, Hill, and Thompson. Mm -hmm. Like, you gotta yeah, wonder Br who has been or yeah, if I say that right, Brassois, Laurent Brassois has been playing very well. He's yeah, playing great. You gotta wonder like who's getting the boot in the offseason. Whoever, they don't care. They, they yeah. I mean, wh whoever's probably cheapest, they don't care. Uh and you don't even uh, I didn't even mention Robin Leonard there, Mr. Uh, bankruptcy. You ever hear about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, how he was, bankruptcy. Yeah, because of his snake farm in Missouri. That's tough. That's you know, yeah, it's well, tough growing snakes. Mm, what, Especially if they make it. a Netflix special about you and then they shut you down. <laughs> I wonder who his Carol Baskin is. I I gotta wonder. There's gotta be someone out there who's like his Carol Baskin. We'll have to we'll have to bring that back for a uh, mm -hmm. yeah future pod. And it's funny. Speaking of that, you got uh, I saw Joe Exotic from prison running from for president off the hockey note. Oh, okay. That's yeah. tough. I don't know how you do that from prison, <laughs> but you know, best and of luck. It's it's hilarious because there's nothing like the Constitution that says that you can't run for president from prison. So well, he's making he's his got run him. in 2024. He's got him by the balls there. You know, right. bold strategy. Let's see how it works out for him. Eh? <laughs> All right. Uh, next up on the list here, just a few names left. We've got Jacob Rana uh, now of the St. Louis Blues. Uh Four points last four games. He's got about uh, 30 points or so. Sorry, for about, almost about 40 points in his last four games. 
Um, it's loaded up from games on the 28th and the 30th up against Vancouver and Chicago. Last two games up against Nashville and Boston, not clicking it as a higher rate, but he did grab an assist up against Boston on the second. Philadelphia Rangers, Minnesota's next three starts. I like a couple of those. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't love it. Don't hate it with Verona. His com- production's been there. It's kind of, it's honestly kind of on and off, kind of flip a switch, he's on, flip a switch, he's off. I don't know mm-hmm. if you caught that Boston game, but that was a crazy finish coming down to the wire there. They, uh, yeah, they, they had won an over, or they wound up winning in a shootout. I had taken mm-hmm. Boston money line, and early on, I think they were up at like two nothing or three nothing. And then, I, yeah, St. it was Louis like three nothing. And then St. Louis came back, and then a goal got called back in overtime. And then mm-hmm. they ended mm-hmm. up winning in a shootout off a uh, Olmark flashing the glove on a glove save on Shen. But yeah, with Verana, don't I think he Light could work. be a good, good, good plug and play option here. I like uh, the matchup tonight up against Philly. But outside of that, I think you got to kind of know your opponent, know your matchup because you've got mm-hmm. the Rangers, then you've got Minnesota on the road, Dallas at home, and then Dallas on the road. So I think Philly got a lot, good matchup for him. But uh, I would definitely uh, keep be cognitive uh, of what you got going on for these next matchups is he right. could be a really good option as uh, the waiver wire changes every day, or there could be someone better that comes up and uh, – with those tight matchups um, against these better teams, I think it's hard to tell, but I think he is a lock tonight up against Philly. Thousand percent, thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Know who's been an absolute lock these past couple of games is Alex Ayafalo. Two goals on the second, two assists on the first. You know, games before that, he had a goal on the 26th, a goal on the 25th, had a few games where, you know, he didn't have a goal or assist, but he still had 3.7 and 5.4 fantasy points in those games. The numbers are there for me. I mean, this is mm. this is an easy one. He's only six percent rostered, which is kind of surprising. Fourteen goals, twenty-one assists, plus fourteen on the season. I mean, pretty solid. I mean, I know it's been an up and down year, but just look, man, just look at the shots on goal. Like, he's, yeah. he's he's just hitting the net like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's hitting the net. He's uh, buzzing right now, playing on that third line with Blake Lazad and Arthur Kaliev. And while he is a bottom six forward, he's getting top power play minutes with uh, Kopitar and Arvidsson up on forward. Um, like him a lot. I think he's another sneaky value play that you can toss in the lineup. Had two goals up against Vancouver, a couple assists up against Seattle. Um, he had a couple of games where he didn't really get much going, but before that he had goals in back-to-back games. So I definitely like it for sure. This matchup for Edmonton I think will be a good test tonight. 14 goals, 21 assists on the year for him. And yeah, 6% roster. Definitely someone that's uh, worth taking a look at for sure. And uh, I think would be uh, a good add based on uh, the matchups coming up. Because, yeah, you've got Edmonton, Vegas, Colorado, Vancouver, and Anaheim. I like um, him to be able to produce in a lot of these matchups on this uh, L.A. Kings team that's uh, been very – they're a very Surgeon. underrated hockey team, yeah. Surgeon. No one no one really talks enough about the L.A. Kings, I don't think. And uh, when they get going, they get going. And uh, I'll be curious to see how they do coming into this postseason here. Yeah, they've been looking solid. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, a uh, familiar name you had mentioned him, Sammy Blay of the St. Louis Blues. He's cooled off these past few games, but before that, Buddy was absolutely on fire from, I believe, the 17th of March through the pretty much the end of March, pretty much the sec- the whole second half of March. He was just absolutely roasting his opponents and filling the box score. What are your thoughts on him now that he's cooled off a little bit? Are you still willing to go back to the well if he's available? Yeah, I might. Um, I like I said, the Philly matchup tonight would be the best matchup I think to get him in. But after that, the schedule is kind of tough. I would personally pass on him. Looking at the lines for St. Louis, I think he was originally in their top six. 
but now he's uh, dropped to the third line, and they've switched him up with the next guy that we're going to talk about here. But yeah, he's on that third line with Logan Brown and Josh Levo. I don't really, I don't think that line is as sexy as other lines that he could be on in the top six with guys like Kapanen or Verana, Shen, Kairu, etc. I just don't, I don't like his matchup too much there. And um, he's on the second power play, not on the first power play. I think he was there last time as well with Neighbors and Logan Brown. But yeah, I think uh, our next guy will be a little bit of a better option as you get into the schedule. All right, so bring him up, Brandon Saad. Only three mm-hmm. percent rostered. Dude is flying around, scoring points. Uh, he's got four points in his last three games. He has six in his last four, seven in his last five. Like, was it two goals, five assists in that spread? Like, very good stuff from the Saad father here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can never hate on the Saad father, former uh, Blackhawks uh, alumni, if you will. But uh, yeah, Buddy's been buzzing right now. He's got a. Good little stretch of games. He had a good game up against uh, Vancouver and Chicago. Cooled off against Nashville, but was a big contributor in that getting a point against Boston. Had two assists in that game. And he's bumped up to the first line while Blay is on the third line playing with Shen and Cairo. I really like that combination. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's on the point on the second power play with Justin Falk. But I like him. I like that he's getting first line minutes and only 3% rostered. I think he'll have a little bit more value going down the stretch than Sammy Blay. Sammy Blay also going to be a little harder to come by as he's 34% rostered. Mm-hmm. Saad, only 3% rostered. So I like him. I think he's a good option opposed to Sammy Blay. And uh, I would definitely get him in to these matchups for sure, opposed to Blay, who, like mentioned, was a third liner. And then you got Saad, who's a line one uh, winger. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the Blues have been scoring recently. So I think it's a good situation for either of those guys. Get the one that's been, you know, more available in your league and that's been clicking at your preferred rate. Uh, do you have anything to share, Nick, before we head out? Uh, yeah, check me out on Twitter, Face Off with OZ, for uh, any fancy hockey content, NHL content, any hockey content and all over there, Face Off with OZ. And, uh, yeah, wish you the best of luck going into this next week here. I know it's not going to be easy, but, uh, Hopefully you can pull it out here. I know as we're uh, wrapping up, you got a 91 to 65 Ooh. lead. Oh, someone scored. I yeah, had it looks 77 like, before that. So what's up? Looks what's like up? Uh, up? Nico Heischer got put an apple up on the board. <laughs> My boy Nico. Get him Brandon Montour, who's been like a sneaky play that uh, you made at the beginning of the year. I don't even think you drafted Montour. I did not. He's got He's got an apple right now. He's on a little four-game point streak right yeah, now. Jari is Jari, as usual, sitting in the negatives, got a negative three right now. He it's, not not, <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. He doesn't know how to buzz. I, and uh, Vanich, luckily, you have Vanichek on the other end of that game who's got it's uh, a split, yeah, five it's points. points. Yeah. And uh, I think more importantly, his guys aren't doing much of anything. Like to, Matthew Tuchuk isn't doing much. Timo Meyer hasn't done anything yet with a 2 0 lead. Mm-hmm. Dougie Hamilton, though, that goal is. Man, I just love Dougie Hamilton so much. It's so hard. He's so such a beauty. Upset. So hard like, to be upset. You look at his numbers, he's got to be like a Norris candidate coming into this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Ro- Roman Yossi is still going to yeah. be tough to go over the top of, in my opinion. But when you're on a bad team, it's easy to be overlooked. Mm-hmm. And yeah, EK65, I traded for him in, earlier in the year, and he's been one of the, my best defensemen, if not one of the best defensemen in the league. Um, playing on a worse team, for sure, gets a lot done. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, going to be uh, – Interesting to see how it plays out with his guys coming down here. I know he's got uh, a couple big uh, games tonight. I know Toronto, they're on the slate tonight with against Columbus. They could easily explode on Columbus. 
And, uh, yeah, he's got Lyon and Markstrom tonight. Uh, Markstrom against Chicago, Lyon against Buffalo. Be interesting to see how those matchups go. Yeah, should be good. Very excited. We got, uh, you know, this week of the fantasy hockey finals. Let's ride through it. Uh, we will be back next week for, you know, the, the one final week that we have here. Um, so look forward to that. Be sure to follow back with us and download and review the episode. Take care. Be well. If you can't be good, be good at it.